Hey everybody, welcome to Cage My IQ. I'm your host D-Bake. Joining with me today is UFC uh, veteran. We got Danny Chavez on here today. How's it going, Danny? How's everybody doing? Thank you very much for having me here. I'm great. It's a great Saturday, I would say. It's a great Saturday. Exactly. Uh, as you know, he's going to be fighting on, I believe it's July 31st. Mm-hmm. So definitely uh, uh, root for him on July 31st. I feel like he's going to get a nice knockout victory over his opponent. We will talk about that a little bit in a few minutes. But uh, how are you feeling today? How are you feeling uh, now that you're going into your third fight in in the UFC? Uh, do you feel any better than when you debuted? You know, it's just, it feels... Uh... It gets it more and more and more comfortable. I'll say, that. you know, what I mean, I'll say, I was very comfortable with my debut. I, I, I said after the, after the, uh, the, when I, when I had to talk to Joe after the, the fight was done, I had to do the, pro, the post um, interview, and I told him I didn't really have the jitters. I really didn't. I had previously like three weeks earlier for a title in um, yeah. Tampa. So I feel like I was still like in fight mode. I didn't get to turn off and then turn it back on. It was I was still like in fight mode. So my debut was fine. My last fight, I felt good. I you know I lost, but I, I'll be honest. Like I walked in there, I felt like a winner. I felt like I was gonna win that fight. It just like, didn't go my way. And this one is the same thing. Nothing changes. I'm really excited. Uh, this actually is probably my biggest name. I'll say the biggest name I fight so far right now. So, but uh, nothing changes, you know. It's just the only thing that changes is the opponent, his name, the day. That's about it. But the, the 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 approach to the game is the same way. I approach the fight the same way. You know what I mean? I I go out there, do what I gotta do. I train and mentally just stay focused. Don't get distracted, and let's get it. Before I get started with a few of my questions, I got a picture uh, right here. How does it feel to uh, uh, to represent the the country of Colombia when you walk, walk into the octagon? Ah uh, man, this is great, bro. You know, now everybody, you know, I was born in the United States. I was born in New York, but I was raised in Colombia. My parents are Colombian, and like I said, I was raised over there. I lived over there for eight years. And anybody that is raised in a in a South American country or Central America or even Africa, Europe, wherever you you're coming to the United States. To a, to a sport that, you know, your country is not known for, to go out there and put the flag out there, it just really means a lot, you know what I mean? Uh, it carries a lot of weight, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you're not only representing your country, but you feel proud of bringing that over here, you know what I mean? Uh, um, I'll say I have a few friends that could relate to it, like my friend Omar Morales, he's a UFC fighter too, he's I think yeah. one of the first Venezuelans. And Omar, we I talked to Omar before about it, and it's, 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 it's a real thing, you know. Uh, I feel like sometimes we walk in with a little bit more pressure than regular people. You know, I mean, people that just, you know, they're born here, they kind of, like, don't feel that. But when you come from another country to represent another flag and bring it over here and, you know, make us trying to make a statement, yeah. is, is, a, is a little pressure, but it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. I, I, I'm, I mean, especially right now, what my country is going through, a lot of protests and a lot of... Uh, a lot of chaos is going on over there. It's good to at least for me to be out there and and and, and fight for them in a way. You know, what I mean, not, I'm not I'm not there in the land yeah. over there, but I'm just I'm able to I'm I'm still fighting. <laughs> That's my job, fighting anyways. But at least I get to put like you know, um, how can I say like uh, like let them know that yo I'm here too. You know, I'm here fighting to put 
Colombia in the map. I want people to later on like look at Colombia as fighters as well. You know what I mean? Right now, when you look at Colombia, all you look at it is the only sport you look at Colombia is soccer. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, Colombia. All you look at Colombia. You don't look at anything else. And we have other great athletes in other sports, but we just don't get represented. You know, it, just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So right now, that's my job. And that's another, you know, that's my job is to go out there and put Colombia in the map. Yeah. And then it's your way of being able to honor your country. So, yeah, exactly. which, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. That's always a good, a uh, good look. And then, like, I applaud you for it. Yeah. I would do this. I would do the same thing if I was in your shoes. So, but uh, my first question I have for you is, how is life like growing up in Miami, Florida? Oh, I love it. You know what I mean? I, I always say, you know, you know, you have to understand. Like, I'm Latino. I'm from Colombia. Speak Spanish as my first language. So. Coming to Miami, you know, I feel like I didn't leave anything. The only difference, <laughs> the only difference is when I left Colombia, I don't see everybody here is not Colombian in Miami, we, but we all mix over here. We got Cubans, Mexicans, Colombians, Venezuelans, Bolivians, Argentinians, Chilenos. You got everything here in Central America, everybody here, you know what I mean? But we're all Latinos here, most of us, you know what I mean? So um it feels good you know what i mean i grew up i've been here already for 20 years i got here at 14 i'm already 34 uh, i did middle school and high school here i didn't get to finish high school but i got to do as much i did 10th grade i, I dropped out after that but um but miami's always been a great you know i like the food the people um the culture the environment you know the only thing i'll say is that miami's flat so we don't see mountains and i miss mountains because in bogota where i'm from you yeah. see mountains um, and we don't get no, well, that's a one good thing. I don't like the cold. I don't like the cold. So Miami is a good weather for me. You know what I mean? I, I hate the cold, man. I, when Miami goes 70 degrees, that's already freezing to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like that. You know, so when I see other, my other friends living in New York and in Seattle and Washington, and when they show me like they're, they're, they have like three jackets, they have to cover everything up because it's super cold. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of the cold. So Miami brings a lot of things. And like I said, I just feel like I'm still, you know, I didn't go to a, you know, living, living Colombia to like, say, I'll say, for example, just for a little example, I say I went to Tennessee, Idaho, yeah. uh, Milwaukee, um, anywhere else. It would have been different because, you know, it would have been a different type of uh, environment. You know what I'm trying to say? But Miami, everybody's, from my like everybody's uh hispanic so it, it was very familiar it'd be easy actually actually over here people don't even speak english that much people speak spanish which is crazy you know what i mean like you're supposed to learn both you know what i mean yeah. but a lot of people here are very are latin you know what i mean so it's very it's very uh, familiar you know yeah you, you could kind of say that miami was a really good icebreaker for you come to the states because like you said you got a bunch of different people from the Latino background that were basically doing the same thing as you coming from somewhere else. And you mm -hmm. all got, uh, were able to kind of get used to everything. And it's kind of similar environment that, that not, not exactly, but to an extent from where you were before. So yeah. it was a good way for you to ice, ice break on into moving to the States. And then maybe if you want to go somewhere else after it won't be as bad mm -hmm. of a, of a difference because you've already uh, have been in the states for this long, and I wouldn't mind going anywhere. I was like, if I would have gone from Bogota to Chicago, if I've gone from yeah. Bogota to 
Cali or Texas. I would have gone. I don't care. It just coincidentally, my family was in Miami. And yeah. we went from Bogota to Miami. But when I got here, I was like, oh, it's this, uh, everybody's like, no, I, I was expecting differently. Because I know, you know, you're in Colombia, you're watching, uh, uh, you know, shows. For example, like I grew up with Saved by the Bell. I grew up with like those kind of shows. So oh, I nice. expect most everybody's American. You know what I mean? So when I got here to Miami, I'm like, where's the American people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't see American people as much as I see uh, Hispanics, you know? So they were like, no, it's because we're in Miami. You know, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> uh, when did you get uh, in, uh, introduced to MMA and did you play anything well, else growing up? Uh, when did you get introduced sorry, to M- MMA? Sorry, and- communication. No problem. When did you get introduced to MMA and did you play anything else growing up? Well, growing up, I played a lot of sports. Uh, I would say mainly soccer to Columbia. Um, but I did play a little basketball. It was like not, yes. nothing, not even high school, nothing like that. I played in school was soccer. But we played baseball in Colombia as well because uh, we used to have uh, this Colombian um, player in the Marlins, Renteria, and because of him, they had, they won the World Series in 1996, 97, if I'm not wrong. Can remember yeah. the, the, the real? 97, but yeah. Since he was Colombian, baseball became hot in Colombia. So everybody was playing baseball. You know, religiously people play soccer but whenever someone colombian does something like everybody started everybody you know uh, everybody starts doing it too you know what i mean uh we used to have uh, this guy called juan palo montoya and he used to race and then he started racing yes. Formula One, and then you saw kids growing up like oh i want to race too you know what i mean so but mainly soccer that's our thing soccer and you know Growing up here in Miami, uh, uh, you know, I was just, you know, a regular guy going to school. You know, eventually, you know, I was not doing so great. I had, you know, not with the right friends, not with the right environments in the streets a lot, you know. And then I jumped out of high school. Then I just started working. And I met him in May because of my friend Alex. You know, I'm going to give my shout out to Alex Bermudez. I barely talk to him now, but, you know, he knows he's the reason why. Uh, he showed me the ultimate fighter. He, uh, I, uh, I went to go chill with him one day. I was like, yo, let's chill. He's like, oh, let's go to Monkey's house. And I'm like, because that's how he called his friend Monkey. And I'm like, all right, we're going to do there. And he's like, oh, we're going to we're gonna watch the ultimate fighter. And I'm like, what is that? And he's like, oh, is this play? Like, you know, he started explaining to me the whole thing. And I'm like, you know what? I seen that. I seen the, the, the sport when I go play pool. When you go to the billards and you go play pool, sometimes they'll give some ultimate fighter stuff, you know, I mean, some UFC fights. But I wouldn't pay attention to it. I would watch it. I'm like, oh, that's more like regular, like real fighting. But I, I would pay more attention to boxing. Because yeah. at that time, combat sports, boxing was the most popular one. You know what I mean? When it came out to like punch somebody, like to feel like anything, like, you know, wrestling is wrestling was out there. Jiu-Jitsu was out there but in, in karate, you know, in Taekwondo. But the one that was catching people's eyes that you felt like, oh, this is fighting. It was boxing. So um, it was very different for me to see MMA. But uh, then, he, like I said, he showed me the show. I started watching it. It was season three. It was when Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamra were coaches. Uh, yeah. That's when Michael Bisping became a, uh, the winner. Um, and I I, uh, I watched the show. And I remember during the show, they were doing this anticip- anticipated pay-per-view, which was Matt Hughes versus Hoyce Gracie. And it was like old school versus new school. 
over MMA. And I remember me watching that, and that's how I was like, you know, it was a mix of that, like the show and the, the first paper I'm gonna I guess that was the first paper I ever seen. Okay. And a mix of that, I remember me saying, Man, I could do that. Uh, I feel like I could do that, you know. Now I didn't know how long it would take, you know. What I mean, I, I, I thought me personally thought that I was gonna be 30 years old before I take my first professional fight. That's what I thought. I have no clue. I was 19 years old. We're talking about 15 years ago. So I was like, okay, I'm down to do this. And then like my friends would tell me, like, oh yeah, to do this. These guys have been training since they were eight years old. And I'm like, damn, bro, but I feel like I could do this, you know. <laughs> so I went. I joined the school. I uh, I was looking to the, the yellow pages because that back then we had yellow pages. We don't have that anymore. <laughs> I, I was going to the yellow pages and I, I saw a school giving a free trials and stuff. I called it. I joined it. And I was there for two years and I learned like my basics and stuff like that. Uh, I ended up leaving. You know, I didn't get along that well with the people then. And then I ended up going to where I'm at now. I've been there for 12 years. MMA Masters with my coaches, Cesar Carnado, Danny Valverde, and the whole fam. And that's how I got in, man. Like, that's, you know, I did, I, I started my career with MMA Masters before I was doing just amateur and grappling tournaments and stuff. But that's how I really got started. My friend showing me the Ultimate Fighter and showing me, and me seeing not only the Ultimate Fighter, but seeing the first pay-per-view, my first pay-per-view. At that time, it was not the first pay-per-view, but it was my first pay-per-view. It was Matt Hughes versus Hoyce Gracie and and at that time, remember the UFC only did one pay per view every three to four months, probably be more. Like every six months was a pay per view. Now you got pay per views all the time, but um, yeah. back then it was like that, and that's how I got in. And you know, it's been a journey since then. And I've been I turned pro at twenty two. I'm thirty four. It's been twelve years as a pro, and I'm very happy. I'll be honest. I'm just I'm happy. When did you realize you could do this for a living? You know, you know, like I tried things before I did it. I, I was into drama when I was in school. In high school, I did drama. I took drama because I wanted to like do acting and stuff. I really, I, I'm into movies a lot. I love watching movies and shows. I'm crazy about it. You know, uh, I played soccer in the team before, but I knew I was not gonna become a soccer player. But I, I like it. You know what I mean? And uh, to be honest, like. I started doing, I just believed in myself. You know what I mean? I believed in myself. I believe I had what it takes. And, you know, I think it takes a little mix of your believing and people telling to. I think, like, a mix of me believing that I could do it plus a mix of people telling me, yo, Danny, you're good, man. You should, you should, you know, like, because I, I knew I was going to do it and I knew I wanted to do it. But sometimes you just, you know, kind of like you don't know how good you really are. You don't, you know what I mean? So when you have coaches telling you, hey, man, you're going to be a star. Just keep training, keep doing this. That's where you start like, well, okay, I could do this. And, you know, I think like my record was helping me to believe in that too. I was winning fights. And once you start winning fights, you start looking at it. You're like, yo, I, I could get there. I could get there, you know. And then I have my ups and downs. Those things happen. You know, yeah. I made a, you know, I feel like I made it a little late in my age at 33. But hey man i made it i don't care <laughs> you well, know what i mean like yeah well well uh, if you did this if you did this 10 years ago 33 would be young <laughs> exactly because, yeah, exactly yeah. and not only that but like i feel like i had opportunities to be here earlier but i lost those fights yeah. you know and those things happen i had opportunities they tell me yo man you win this fight you're going in and i lost it you know what i mean so those things happen 
growing up, I'm in my 20s. I was in my 20s. You know, a lot of things happened. But uh, but like I said, man, right now, everything is great. Everything is, is flowing for me. And, uh, man, like I said, I tell people all the time, man, dreams do come true. You know what I mean? I didn't think so. I believed. But the problem is that you could believe. You, you believe, but you, re- you got to see reality. You know what I mean? Everybody could believe, but you got to see reality. And the reason why I kept believing is because, like I said, I was winning fights, and I know I was just always like knocking on that door. I just, I just, I just didn't open it. It was always I was always knocking on it, but I just didn't open it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, if I would have been, I'll tell you something. If I was three and nine, uh, I think well, we'd be looking for something else to do. You know what I mean? But the thing is that I was nine and three before, uh, at one point, then ten and three, now I'm eleven and four. And, but I'm, what I'm saying is like. When you're winning and you 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 know you got what it takes, you just gotta like you know it's just you're just waiting for the right opportunity. You know what I mean? They say luck is preparation means opportunity. Well, you gotta be ready all the time to be when, when that opportunity comes, you take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how it went for me. It was a two week notice. They called me two weeks. You fight. I took it. You know what I mean? But I was ready. That was a good thing. I was not a overweight or or just slacking in the gym that. Uh, you know, to go get ready two weeks to a UFC fight is gonna be hard. You know what I mean? Especially if you're like you haven't been training. But I'm always at the gym. I'm always keeping my technique sharp. Uh, I'm a coach too, so I gotta be at the gym so I could be the example for my guys. So, you know. And, and now, now with how the the landscape is, the what they used to do was you fight, and then as soon as they would let you fight again, would be like three to four months to give you enough time to uh, train and. And practice now now with how many shows that they have they got like three four shows a month so you can fight and then yeah. just like uh tanner bozer he just fought three weeks ago now he is fighting uh, uh again three weeks later you could they let you do that now so it gives you more opportunity yeah. which m- more opportunity means more money for you to make so you got to be ready 24 7 now 100 percent, you have to you have to understand one thing. Okay, everybody has a different path. You know what I mean? Everybody has a different path. Me, I'm 34 years old. Yeah. What do you, you know, why am I going to do Am I going to relax like a 24-year-old? Like if I got 10 years in this game? No, I don't. So I got to be always ready. So as soon as a fight comes in, I, I'm ready. You know, like I was going to take a – they wanted me to fight in April. I fought February, and they were already calling me. They're like, oh, can you fight April? I would have taken that fight, but I just couldn't. I mean, I had broken it. To, I had broken a, uh, a bone in my foot. Uh, yeah. I gave Jerry boarding on, on on February, and that didn't heal till like six, eight weeks later. And then once the doctor told me, you could go back to the gym and do whatever. You could you you could go back to kicking. You could kick now. Once they did that, I called the US. I told my manager, yo, call them up, tell them to schedule me. I'm ready. I told. I'll be honest. I don't think I ever told this to somebody, but. We, when I was doing the quarantine, I, uh, I I was a little depressed. You know, I mean, I lost my job, uh, I lost uh, my apartment because I didn't have a way to pay for it, and you know, I was very indep- I'm a very independent person, so you know, I had to like ask my sister to let me stay in her house with my dog because I have a dog. Yeah, and all that stuff was hitting me, and then I won my fight in Glo- in Global Legion in in, uh, in Tampa, and I was a champion. But I you know I made a I made a little check. You know what I mean? And, you know, reality hit in and it was like, yo, you know, I'm about to start. 
asking, looking for privates to teach, something, you know what I mean? Because, and I'm and still hunting for the UFC, of course. I'm still hunting to get in the UFC, but what's going to pay my bills in the, meanwhile? What, what am I going to do meanwhile? Especially, that, uh, like I've been working in this gym for four years, and then as soon as COVID hit, the gym closed, and I'm talking about I was making almost $1,000 a week. I was teaching 20-something classes and had privates. for going from $1,000 a week to $0 a week. It was hard, you know what I mean? And I remember yeah. me telling telling target to to God, you know, I believe I'm a big believer in God, and I was saying, "Damn God, like I'll do anything to let me get, let me get in the UFC." God, I was I was talking to him. I was like, "Man, I'm like you. Let me get in the UFC. You're not gonna let me. You're not gonna see me waste my time." I can tell you, man, you're not gonna see me waste my time. I'll be in the gym. I'll be training. Like you know, I was, I was having a conversation with him, and then time passed, and boom, I'm in. And you know, like yeah. it's funny. It's just it's just funny how that went down because. Like I said, at one point, I was already thinking, like, okay, Danny, like, you know, there's a difference chasing it at 24 years old and trying to chase it at 34 years old. Because if the, that, 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 that opportunity doesn't come, where, 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 was, where was plan B? You know, I, I put all my chips on plan A. I didn't have plan B. Yes, I'm a black man in jiu-jitsu. I had some money saved up, but that plan B was going to be open up a gym and do that stuff. But, but like... But you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really have a plan B. You know what I mean? I, I put all my chips in plan A, and if it was not going to work out, I was going to – I was gonna, you know, I'm a grinder. I was raised like yeah. that. I'm a grinder, and I'm not I'm not, I'm not. the kind of guy that – if I have to get a job at KFC, I will. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be the kind of guy that, oh, I, or a, I can't make it over there because I don't want to take the bus. I'll take the bus. I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm like that. I was raised to grind. You know what I mean? So – Nothing matters to me. I'll grind, but but you don't want to. So like, as you get older, you let's be honest, man. Like when I'm done with this career, I want to be a boss. I don't want to be an employee. You know what I mean? Like let's be honest. Nobody wants to be an employee. You want to work in what you like. You know what I mean? You know, you know what you love, and and if, and if you're still working, you're the boss. Don't want to be the employee at forty something years old, or even in my thirties. You know what I mean? Like like thank God right now I ain't got no bosses. My boss is Dana. Yeah. You know nobody else. <laughs> uh, do you have any plans for after your fighting career like do you want to open up like you said open up a gym teach more or anything else you know i'll be honest I, you know i i thought about uh things like that and, you know i don't think about that so much because yeah i'm still fighting and i'm still active and all i could think of is ufc gold and, and money you know what i mean I, that's what i want i want to be a champion i want my legacy to be undebatable you know i don't want people to compare me to nobody then he came in and in four or five years look what he did just like kind of come on my kind of and a little bit in a way kind of you know you look at connor connor made all that noise in five years probably less he made all that noise in like three years uh adesanya has been in the ufc since 2017 there's only been like four years and look all that noise he made yeah. you know what i mean and remember and remember connor was broke uh, coming up, he, he, he like he exactly. had that. He was hungry coming up, and then he was able to do all that and then make the money that he makes now. Of course, exactly. And everybody has different legacies. Like, like, like I'm a big, you know what? Like, there's one person that made me think of like such a great story is uh Brandon Moreno. Okay, yeah, you got you get cut. I'm gonna tell you right now. I know I have friends that have gotten cut, and it's so hard to go back in. It's so hard to go out there 
and trying to not only go back in, but most of the guys that get cut and they come back, they become journeymen's. You know, they'll collect the check. They'll have a good fight here and there. And they're here to, like, you know, put in good fights and, you know, collect a good check. But he became a champion. He went out to became a champion. That's a great story, man. That's a beautiful yeah. story. You know it, I mean? Yeah, look at all the champ. Well, majority of the champions now, they went through adversity early on in their careers. And then they, whatever they had to do to change things, they did it. And then they went on a winning streak. That's all you need to do. Is if you're struggling early, just find out what you need to do to fix it, and then you're smooth sailing from there. 100, 100. You have to. You know, that's the only way. That is the only way. And that's what. When I'm done with this, when I'm done fighting, and I don't know when it's gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like, if I'm 40 years old, I'm still whooping ass. I'm gonna keep whooping until I'm <laughs> until I'm 45. <laughs> I guess. You know, yeah. like you know, uh, I don't really like to use this, this this name, but you know, it's like Tom Brady keeps playing fucking football. It was it was, ju- it was just in my head right there. You know I was gonna I mean? say. So you know, like LeBron James too, or like Cristiano Ronaldo. These guys are are beating father time. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So I want to do the same thing. Look, I, I'm I'm 34 years old, but I feel young. I feel like I'm 27, 28. Thank God, you know what I mean? I always say that, that he gave me good, uh, a good health, a good body. I'll be honest, I've never been, been injured like that. My biggest injury was on February when I broke my, my a little bone. It was a little tiny bone on the yeah. toe. But that, that didn't let me walk for a while. That's the only time I've ever been, like, mainly injured. injured. I have, you know, I, don't, I haven't had, like, major injuries or or even been hurt through fights that bad, like how people have gotten like some crazy wars where they've been, they've been hurt. You know what I mean? I, 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 like I said, I haven't been through that stuff. So I think it's been helping me to have a great career, even in my middle 30. But right now I'm still in my prime. I feel like I'm in my prime. So it lets me have a good prime because I feel yeah. like some people peak too early. Some people's prime was so early that by the time they get to my age, they're beat up already. You know what I mean? So I think everything has done well for me in my path to, 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 to greatness that I want to achieve. So, you know, after that, I just, I, I want to put up schools. I'm not going to lie to you, but I coaching, I don't mind teaching. So different. Yeah. I don't mind teaching. I don't mind showing up to my school and be like, hi guys and see everybody and, and teach that day. I want to teach technique, but I, I, I don't want to be in charge. I don't want to be like, Oh, Danny's going to teach. And like you know, like when you open up a school, you're the main teacher for a very long time until you put people to start teaching for you. You know what I mean? I uh, I think that I'm actually helping to become fighters. Yeah. There's five of them, and everybody else is like a couple of jiu-jitsu grapplers I have. I told them that they were gonna be, I was gonna be with them only. I was, I'm not gonna be this guy. That, you know, coaches normally go to generations of fighters. You know what I mean? You know, you guys coming in and now, or guys that retire, you just keep going to the next one. Like my coaches, my coaches are generation. They're, they're there to be there with, when I'm done, is the next guy in line. And when that guy's done, is the next guy in line. Like they're there for, for years to come to just teach and help everybody. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I have a specific group that I want to teach, help. And when they're done, I'm done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to go, like I said, to my school, teach. Have a good time with the peoples, roll with them, spar with them, and do all that stuff, but not be um, compromised. You know what I mean? I want to be able to travel. If I want to go to Colombia and go 
have my have whoever's in charge to take care of my gym, take care of I know the coaches, I trust them, they're gonna be there to teach and they're gonna be great coaches, they're gonna do the great job. They're the ones that wanna be a coach, like the way I'm talking about my coaches are. You know what I mean? But I feel like me and my 40, I had all the plans, you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like I'm gonna do all the things outside of MMA. I'm still gonna do it. I'm still gonna this this is my life. I'm a martial yeah. artist. This is my life. But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to open up other other things. I'm going to try to do other things on the side. You know what I mean? Uh, open other doors for me. And and, and and then, you know, if I make the money, I'm expected to make. Like, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm visualizing to be a champion, have a great legacy in the UFC. And when I leave, I leave with a lot of money. You know what I mean? And what I'm thinking is, like, you know, do the things I never got to do. Like, go out there and, and, you know, become a chef. I always wanted to cook like a chef. You know what I mean? Like, why can't I go do that now? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing it now because I don't want to spend time on that. I want to, all my focus on the fighting. That's all I do, you know? And then, like I said, learn another language. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I want to spend time on doing doing th- other things for me, you know what I mean? And, but I'm still going to be in the gym because I still got these guys. These guys are only 24, 23. So they still need me. And, I, you know, I, I still got to be there for them. And I'm always going to be there for them. But, you know, eventually... Once they get in there in the thirties and I'm in my forties, yeah, you know what I mean? Like they depends where their career goes, you know what I mean? And some people retire early. I don't know, you know what I mean? Some people don't. But depending on how their career goes, I'm I'm gonna be with them. But like I said, I'm not I'm not here to go through like stages of fire, generational fighters coming in and out of the gym and I'm gonna be winging them. I'm not gonna put them under my wing and just wing. No, I'm not I'm just I, I wanna just show up to teach. Um but you know what, let's be honest. Hey, you never know. What if what if I reach that that age and I'm digging coaching only, uh, you know, yeah. and I just throw everything else to the side and I say, you know what, I'm going to just focus on the gym and the coaching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I may become like my coaches are right now, just straight coaches. I maybe do. I don't know. But right now, right now, if I tell you from my own opinion right now, I'm only going to coach these guys and I have other plans. I have other things in mind, you know, like, and they're like more personal. Like I said, yeah. I want to learn how to cook. I want to learn how to do a thing. I may get into politics a little bit. I don't know. I kind of like helping the community, and I feel like helping the community through the inside is better than yeah. from the outside. Do you have any favorite cheat meals? McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, McDonald's. Chicken nuggets, fries with a um, with my, um, what's it called? Buffalo and Ranch. Shout out okay. to my boy G. He told me that mix. That's the best mix I ever ate. You got ranch and buffalo, and you put it together, and it's like a creamy, spicy. I eat my, my nuggets and my fries like that with a large, and they're always large. It's always large, cold, large fries yeah. and 20 nuggets. Um, and pizza. I love pizza. Oh, you can't go wrong with pizza. Yeah, you, you those, get, are like my, those are my top two. If, if you want pizza, go to New Jersey. The best pizza is in New Jersey. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, how are you going to diss New York like that? How are you going to diss New York like that? <laughs> New York is number two. New Jersey's number oh. one. Now, I ate, you know, I'll be honest. I never ate from New Jersey, and I was in New Jersey years ago. I was staying in Belmar. It's like by the beach, I yes. think. It was cold. It was like a, one of the cold weather times. And yeah. we. I, I don't remember ever going to eat pizza. I have ate pizza in New York before, so I got to try it out. I, I got to try it out. I gotta try out one day there and one day in Chicago because people from my boys from Chicago are telling me, oh, yeah. you haven't tried Chicago pizza. And I'm like, uh, it's not the same. You know, it's a little different. You know, it's a, 
it's deep dish. It's different. Yeah. You, know what I mean? so, you gotta eat it with like a fork and a knife. Yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> used to it. That to me feels a little bit more lasagna style. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, I'm, I, when I, whenever I'm in New Jersey, I might give that a try. I'm gonna remember that. Yeah, definitely do. Uh, what was it like to make your UFC debut and on top of that, win it? You know, I knew that winning that fight was going to mean so much. I know just representing Colombia was great, but I know winning. Because winning is everything. One second. My bad. No, so yeah. winning is everything. And I knew, my manager told me, and this, is, this is a funny story. He tells me, he's like, Danny, I don't want to put pressure on you. But if you win the fight, <laughs> like if you win the fight, Colombia's going to go after you like crazy. You know, and I'm like, I get it, I get it. And I already knew that, you know. So it, it, it did happen as soon as I won. And you know what? It's like, like a lot of people don't even get to say that. I know a lot of people that got into the UC and never won. And it's crazy. You think everybody gets to at least win once. And get your hand raised by Bruce Buffer. Like he just lifted up my hand and you know, it was Bruce Buffer. And then I go talk to Joe Rogan. And, yeah. you know, like that whole experience, man, was amazing. Especially, like I said, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been visualizing this. I was 19. I'm 34. Oh, at the time I was 33. I was 33 at the time. That was 14 years at the moment in the making. You know what I mean? So getting my hand raised was amazing. The experience was amazing. The, you know, I got, a, I got mad love from everybody from Colombia, from here too. my, Oh, remember, I went to high school, middle school, I mean, middle school, high school here. So everybody from Miami was like, Danny, Danny, you know, sending me mad love. It was a great experience. It was fire. You know, I'm not, not going to front, man. Like, I, you know, two, three weeks earlier, I had won a title. And I had, you know, of course, it was a regional title. But I had I hadn't, I had already fought for two titles before, previous years before, and I never won so I thought winning that title was going to mean something so much. So I won it. I was so happy. I was like, I'm a champion. I've never been a champion. I, I tried twice and I lost. This was my third try. But then two weeks later after that, I made my USC debut. And I felt like that just, <laughs> it was it called, um, that just uh, over, how do you say? Like, uh, it, it just jumps over. The, yeah, overshadow, yeah. Yeah, that overshadowed my title. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was like, yo, I yeah. think the debut was way more fire than winning that title. You know what I mean? Because you won it. Was a great, it was a great experience. I'm really, I'm really happy. Yeah, because that was a regional title, but this is a, a top promotion uh, win in your debut. That it's you're like you got to put that there and then that Thank title you. right on there because it's it's a big difference because <laughs> you're you're at the mecca now. Yes, so yeah. Yes, 100%, 100%. Uh, what's your training schedule like for your upcoming fight? I know sometimes you train a little bit lighter uh, before you get a fight book, but now that you're booked and you're, you are got a fight over five weeks away, uh, how's the training schedule like now? I'll be honest. Uh, this For this fight, I'm listening to my body a little bit more. I think uh, we all grew up. I grew up. I'm, I, I come from the 2005. That's when I first started. Okay. You know, what I mean, it's been 16 years me watching this and getting into it. I started. I started getting into it at 2006. In 2007, I started competing in grappling matches, and then I did my amateur. So, you know, I think like I had that old school mindset where even when the coach would tell me, "Danny, go home," I didn't yeah. go home. <laughs> you know, I come home and I'm running. I was doing something else. I would meet up my friends in the gym, in another gym. I'd be like, "Yo, let's go over here in this role," because you know. 
So I feel like now I'm being a little bit more, I'm, I'm being smarter. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like my previous fight, nothing to take away from Jerry, he beat me fair and square. I'm not going to say this. Actually, I feel like it's a compliment to him that I, I feel like I trained so hard for him, but I may actually not recover enough. You know what I mean? I feel like I, I did so much. Even the last week before the wake up, I was doing too much. And they were telling me, like, Yo, Danny, you're doing too much. I'm like, no. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm fighting, and, and like it was working for me. I was, I, was, I was working for me, always training hard for fights, and I was winning. You know what I mean? But I feel like the last one, I exaggerated it, and I felt yeah. like it, I went overboard. And I thought, I thought, I, 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 I thought, it, like more was gonna be more for me in there, but I think like less was better. And I think like, and when it comes down to less, I don't mean like less training. I mean like a little bit more recovery. You know what I mean? Uh, come home and rest. You know. If you're home already at nine o'clock, try to go to sleep at ten, maybe max eleven. I'll be up to like two in the morning watching basketball, watching stuff, and then trying to go to sleep and wake up early to go train, and and then I'm putting all these training inside in me, and I think like I'm just being smarter. Oh, another thing I'm doing for this camp that I think is you know different is that I'm taking supplements. I didn't take okay. supplements before. I've never taken supplements my whole life. Okay. I never have. You know what I mean? So I called the UFC. They have this uh, this lady Nicole, shout out to Nicole. And she, you call her, and she sends you the supplements. And the uh, the brand uh, Thorn, which is supposed to be like, the best one, and she sent me uh, a paper which it tells me what times to take everything and when. And I'm following that, and I'm feeling better. Taking fish oils, taking a uh, beralinate, taking uh, my protein powders with the uh, with the uh, with the BCAAs, magnesium. Taking my multivitamins, uh, even for nighttime. I sometimes I take melatonin. They, they send me melatonin in case I'm having like positive recovery. Um, there's more. They, they even gave me uh, this thing to between workouts, which is like a, like a, like just electrolytes, like a Gatorade, kind of like for yeah. you. All those things, you know. What I mean, I, I'm 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 being smarter now. You know, what I mean, I feel like I was I was a little stubborn with that when it came to supplements. I feel like I was like no. I just eat organic food, and all I did was eat food and drink water, and I was like, I'm I'm very natural, <laughs> you know? But now I'm more like, okay, you know what? I need a little help. I feel like I'm a little depleted. Um, all that stuff, you know? And and then I'm, I listen to my body. Like, in my, like, for example, look, it happened to me last Wednesday. I'll give you a perfect example. I trained. I did a lot of stuff, and then I came home, and I was feeling a little, like my coach actually told me, Go home. You look a little tired, and I'm like, you know, I am tired. I did a lot Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday, leading up to Wednesday, and I did a lot of war. I did a lot of stuff, a lot of wrestling. So wrestling gets you tired, you know, very sore. Yeah. Thirty-four. You gotta remember your age. That's a problem. We get to forget our age sometimes. So I'm like, you know, I I'll go rest. So I came home. My my friend hits me up. Yo, Danny, I'm gonna go to the gym later on. You wanna do something? And I'm like, you know what? Let's do some drills. So I'm like, I always say this, guys. Drilling, it's something you. What happens when you're young? You come home, you come to the gym again, and you go live again. You do, you yeah. do too much live, 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 and you get worn out. You know what I mean? I, I like to come, come. I like to do. I still go live, of course. You have to, but I do more drills now. Like you know, I didn't like drilling. When I was younger, I'd be like, oh, drilling is so boring. I just want to go live. You know, now it's the opposite. I'm more like, gotta chill out going live. I gotta drill more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and now, I just, like I said, Wednesday, I went there, I got to the gym, and I was like, why am I here? 
I feel I, I even told him, like, yo, man, I don't know why I got here. You should just go and do what you got to do, and I, I'm just going to go home. I, I came here. I felt sluggish. Uh, I, I even drink coffee, Cuban coffee, which is like the strongest coffee you could drink. It's called colada, which is like very strong coffee. It wakes yeah. you up like this. It didn't do anything to me, and I drink like the whole thing. And you're supposed to only take like two shots. I drink the whole thing. It contains like eight shots. And I was still like this. And my boy's like, yo, man, just go home. And I'm like, I think that's what I need to do. And I did that. And the next day I woke up better and I was able to put in good work the next day compared to like, let's say I would have put in more work. And then I come Thursday and I'm like, oh, then again, I don't get, you don't, you don't get results like that. When you're running on fumes, you don't get yeah. results, you know? So I'm, I feel like I'm smarter through my training coming into this fight now. Uh, transition from that to, of course, your last fight with uh, Jared Gordon. What did you see in your last fight that you felt like you need to work on for going into this fight? What I said earlier, being smarter. I feel like, like I said, I, I feel like you no. Know, when it comes to when it comes to the fight, the fight itself was inside the octagon. I think like um, I could have made better choices while I'm fighting, and that happens to everybody. We were making choices while we were there. Sometimes we're like, oh, I should have kicked them or should I gone for this? I, you know what I mean? So I think I could have made better choices, but you know, hats off to my to my opponent. He made his he made the right things to beat me. You know what I'm trying to say? So it takes two. You know what I mean? It's not about what what do I do, it's about, you know, he's doing something too. You know what I mean? So uh but I think like what I needed to do is just be smarter approaching this fight. Cause I feel like the last one I like I said, I wasn't being smarter, and I feel like I think like I I did certain things wrong before the fight that I'm not doing in this one, and I think that's that. Uh, what do you uh, What do you know about uh, your opponent, uh, Ho Choi, fighting wise that you're uh, game planning for? You know what? Like I watched the Ho Choi fight before. I actually, when he fought Cup Swanson Fight of the Year, I was in my I was in my apartment, and I remember watching it. And crazy it is that I'm fighting him. It's, it, I'm telling you right now, man, this is so real, man. This, this is so crazy that I'm fighting the guy that I watched a few years ago fight a fight of the night against Cup Swanson. Cup Swanson one of my favorite fighters. So when he was fighting him, of course I was not going for him. I was going for Cup Swanson, but it was a fight of the year. It was a crazy fight, you know. Yeah. And uh, what I know about him, you know, we have a similar styles. Believe it or not, we both like to have a a, a very wide stance, like a karate kind of like stance. Uh, we both like to throw kicks, and we both love our straight right hands. You know what I mean? He likes to throw that straight right hand, and I love to throw. I don't throw overhands. I throw straight right hands. We yeah. both have a similar style, so I think like I... I think I just got to work around that. You know what I mean? Change angles. Now walk to his, of course, not walk to his right hand, not to walk the other way the most. A lot of feints. I want to see what he throws. I want to see how his speed is. Can't just go in and jump, just, just go in. I have to use a lot of feints to see what he's going to throw at me and footwork. I got to use my footwork. I didn't. I felt like I, I didn't use my footwork in my last two fights, and I have great footwork. And, I, you know, I feel like I... I stay sitting on my touches a little bit too much, and I should be using my using my feet just a little bit more to just get just to give him those uh, uh, bad angles for him. Like I'm, you know, every time he's about to set in, I'm already moving out of the way, and it's got. I, I need to do that more, and that's what I'm working on. 
What advice can you give amateurs looking to make it to the UFC? Train. You know what I mean? Hey, man, I'm telling you right now because there's a lot of lazy, lazy, lazy fighters out there. All right? Train your ass off. All right? There's the only way to compete. Like, the only way to win. You want to win fights, you got to train. I mean, like, you got to, and like I said, you know, this 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 one quote that I can't stand at all. You know, you got to train smarter, not harder. Can't stand that quote. All right? Because lazy people use it to stay at home and not do shit. You know yeah. what I mean? No. That, what it means is, like, train hard because i always train hard but like i tell you right now i'm, I'm pacing myself what day, what days can i push and what am i pushing if i'm pushing wrestling one day well later on the night i'm not gonna push more wrestling or push something or go spar because too much life i don't want you know what i mean like when you're in your 20s you could do that here and there you could sometimes go a day and go do three classes in a row you gotta know how to pace yourself you know but always stay in you know be a martial artist. Your that gym is supposed to be your second home. You know what I mean? Not just your third or fourth or fifth home. That's supposed to be your second home. Your first home is your house because that's where you sleep at. But your second home is your gym. You know what I mean? And you should you, you should you gotta be obsessed with what you like. All right. You gotta be obsessed. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to be obsessed. All right. It's a good thing. You know what I mean? You want it that bad. So. I think like all the amateur guys out there, man, keep training and listen to your coaches. If you have coaches that are the right coaches, if they're the right people around you, keep them around you, guys. Don't leave that. Don't let those people go, all right? Because then you're gonna run into the wrong ones, and it's the, the worst thing you could have. Bad coaches, bad teammates is the worst thing you could have. You need the good ones. You know what I mean? The ones that yeah. care about you, that want to help you out, that want to see you, you know, succeed without them getting jealous. You know what I mean? That happens a lot in every gym, so you gotta, you know, just do that. Train and be around the right people. Yeah, I just saw the perfect situation with that in one of the fights that was just on TV where the coach told his fighter to switch the southpaw and throw a kick. He's he switched the southpaw, threw the kick, and he knocked the guy out and won the fight because he listened to his coaches. Whereas whereas if he didn't listen listen to his coaches, that wouldn't have happened. And they're they're there to help you out. They're the ones every day helping you train, helping you get ready for it. So why wouldn't you listen to your coaches? Because that's what they're there to do is coach you. Exactly. And you're there and to listen. Blaming coaches for losses. I can't stand that from fighters. They want to blame their coaches. Now I'm not saying there's not out there coaches that will actually yeah. do wrong to their fighters. But, man, most of the coaches do right by their fighters. I've met a lot of coaches, and I'll say – uh, there's a higher percentage chance that the coaches actually are good more than being bad. And um, sometimes us as fighters, we lose fights and we start pointing fingers. You know, oh, I lost because of him. Oh, I lost because of him. No, 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 man. You're the one that's in there. You lost. It is what it is. Take it like a man. Walk away. Come back another time. Get your hand raised again. Uh, the last question I have for you, this is more of a loosed up uh, question. Well, if you have a training mix to listen to while you're training, what would be on it? I don't like music. Okay. I don't like music. It changes my my. But but you know what? When they do put music in the gym while we are training, I don't want something heavy. Like I like I like I like rap. I like rock. You know, I, I listen to metal. I like metal. You know what I mean? I like yeah. I like right, rock. But I like I like I like things a little bit more toned down when I'm training something hard. You know what I mean? Like I don't like I don't like you know when we do conditioning. My conditioning coach, out to my conditioning coach, Jonathan. 
He's been, you know, keeping me in shape. Yeah. He likes to put rock. So I don't mind his rock because I do like it. He puts like songs that I like too. For me personally, I don't really need music. You know what I mean? Only when I go running. Only okay. when I go running or, or when I go biking. But like, I don't need music besides that. Like to lift weights, I don't need music. I don't like music when I'm lifting weights. Uh, yeah. When I'm hitting the bag or sparring, put something, you know, hip hop. But like, don't put like that punk music. Like, you know, put just regular hip hop. J. Cole, put some J. Cole, the new album. Boom, pop it there. I listen okay. to that. You know what I mean? But uh, but running is the only time I listen to music uh, and I listen to anything, believe it or not. I tell people all the time, man, I listen to some soft-ass music. You know what I mean? Because the, the animal is already inside. Like, I, 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 when I was, I'll mix it. I'll mix it. But when I start listening to, like, heavy, like, something, like, the lyrics are going, uh, they're, they're, the guy's spitting bars and the lyrics are fire, I may actually start running faster. And then like, I start going crazy. Or I listen to, like, Lickin' Park, and Lickin' Park is, is going crazy, and I'm going crazy. So I, I like to, like, tone it down. I listen to, like, a little bit more, like, softer music, especially Spanish, too. I listen to Spanish music. Trying to, like, tone it down, and it let me just pace myself while I'm jogging. But that's the only time I listen to music. I say, oh, I'm in the car going to the gym, stuff like that. But while I'm training, not as much. Not really. No, you just want to focus more on what you're doing so you can get it done, not try and, like you said, overdo it or go too hard. You just want to do it uh, the, the way that it should be so you're not exhorting too much, but still getting the job done. It sounds raspy. Like, it sounds like electro, like like robotic for a second when you were talking. Yeah, <laughs> it, like it happens. It okay, happens. Okay. All right, yeah. I don't know if you have to fix something, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't like being distracted. Like, I don't listen to music when I'm in the locker room, like people do. Like, when I'm in the locker room, before I come out to a fight, I'm sleeping. I take a yeah. nap. And then I wake up, and when I to wake up, it's like three fights before mine, and then I start stretching, warming up, getting everything done. But I don't like... Because I feel like music will actually change my my energy. I start listening to something so heavy. By the time I walk into a cage, I'm tired. I already, I, I already mentally fought that fight. You know what I mean? I, I was already in the locker room too hyped up. That by the time I get to a fight, I'm like, oh, I'm a little tired. Why am I tired? <laughs> but because you kind of like mental gas. You got like yeah. mental tired. So I try not to listen to anything. I'm just resting. When it's time to fight, I get up. I stretch. I warmed up. Let's go. It, it makes sense now. Like It took me a second. I was like, okay. And then I was like, okay, got it. Because you want to go in, maybe go in something uh, soft, uh, walking in. Because then you're still focused. And then, then when you get in and then you hear your name's being called, then you can kind of flip the switch then. Yes. That way you didn't waste all the energy. Like some of the guys do run into the, to the octagon, getting all hyped up. And then they're in. They've already wasted a little bit of energy doing 100%. that. Hundred percent, and that wa- that walk into the cage is that there's a lot of uh, anxiety, and also some people get that. I don't really get that, but I'm saying like the whole time leading up to that day of the fight, you have all this anxiety moment that you you learn how to control. It doesn't get the best of you, but they were there at one point through the day. You know, whether you were, whether you were eating breakfast, whether it was after the weigh-ins that you got you got to the hotel, you eating, you're like I'm fighting tomorrow. Oh shit, you know what I mean? Like those <laughs> yeah. things don't happen. In the moment of the fight, it could happen too. You don't know how to control it. Once you got you got everything under control, you're good to go. Well, I would like to thank you so much to spend time with me on here. We did a little bit more than what I thought, yeah, but I, I thank you. 
But I, I thank you so much for staying on. Uh, I learned a lot from you. It was a great interview. And we, we at Cage My IQ wish you luck in your fight on July 31st. All right, man. Thank you very much. And anytime, man, anytime after the fight you want to do another one, we'll do it. You know what I mean? I I don't really I, – I like to do interviews. You know, you know, I like to give everybody the time. Uh, if I take a little long responding, it's because, I, you know, I, I get a couple of messages and they, they get – I, I always I go to I have to always sometimes go through my wine and see like if I see anything old that yeah. I missed by mistake I, I happens to me a lot, but uh, thank you for having me I appreciate it uh, and just want to give a quick shout out to my GMMA masters want to give a quick shout out to my manager Antonio my management team first round management my coach uh, Cesar Carnado Daniel Valverde and Jonathan Lopez and actually my wrestling coach Marino which is my, one of my very good friends too. Uh, all my teammates that I made masters, they know how much love I got for them, and and uh, my students, all my students, you know, everybody, my family, my friends. I just want to give a shout out to everybody, man. I'm in good, right now. I'm in good spirits, so you know what I mean. Uh, I just just can't wait, man. It's five more weeks from today. It's five weeks mm-hmm. from today, so I can't wait. Exactly, I can't wait either. I just want to thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your uh, night. Well, I got to go swim out right now. Actually, right soon I'm, I hang up with you, I'm going to go swim. So, sounds, thank you. <laughs> sounds good. We will talk to you later. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thank yep. you very much. Yep. Once again, that was Danny Chavez of the UFC. Thank him so much for coming on. As always, you know, this is Cage My IQ, the best place for MMA content. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and Twitch. And once again, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We put out the previews and recaps for every fight for UFC, PFL, one championship and belter, as well as put out all the interviews that you see on the page. As always, I'm your host, Adi Bake, and you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in.